This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Sarah Gregory, and today I'm talking with Lida Rincon, an epidemiologist with the Cameron County Public Health Department in Texas. We'll be discussing a case of toxigenic Corianobacterium diphtheriae infection in a pet cat. Welcome, Lida. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Your article is about a pet cat with toxigenic Corianobacterium diphtheriae. First, what is Corianobacterium diphtheriae? Corianobacterium diphtheriae is a pathogenic bacterium that causes the disease diphtheria in humans. Diphtheria comes from French meaning leather-like, which is making a reference to the thick necrotic respiratory mucus layer that is associated with the disease. And explain toxigenicity to us. Toxigenicity is the bacteria strain's ability to secrete an exotoxin, which basically is what causes diphtheria through the necrosis of the upper respiratory system. Diphtheria is caused by toxin-producing strains of C. diphtheriae, as you just said, but what about non-toxic-producing strains? The non-toxic-producing strains are not much of a concern since they do not have the gene that produces the exotoxin. So they can't make people sick? No, it's possible, but not really. How does C. diphtheriae strain become toxigenic? C. diphtheriae can become toxigenic by genetic exertions, or it can also occur from bacteriophages, which are basically viruses that can infect the bacteria and make it toxigenic. And you mentioned a natural reservoir in your article. What's a natural reservoir? Is it people, animal, insects? So for C. diphtheria, the natural reservoir are humans. They're usually the natural reservoir. There have been some instances of animals, but there are very, very few cases. How is it spread? C. diphtheria is usually spread by respiratory droplets, like people coughing or sneezing. Some people can also get it from touching an infected open wound. Many people, I'm sure, out there are familiar with the DTaP vaccine, which helps protect people from diphtheria. With so many adults and children vaccinated with DTaP, are there many cases that still occur in the United States? No, we actually don't have many cases in the U.S. because the immunization practices have been so effective. Diphtheria has become quite rare in the States. But if someone were to get it, what are the symptoms? The symptoms are pretty straightforward. It's high fever, sore throat, swollen lymph nodes, difficulty breathing or swallowing. And the most notable of symptoms is a thick gray coating that covers the back of the throat, nose, and tongue, which makes it hard to breathe and swallow for the patient. How is it treated? Since it's a bacterial infection, it's treated with antibiotics. Is it ever fatal? It can be, but the fatality rate is very low. According to the CDC, it's about 5 to 10%. Last year, EID published an article on Corianobacterium ulcerans in hedgehogs. What's the difference between that and C. diphtheriae? So Corianobacterium ulcerans is actually mostly common in animals, whereas C. diphtheria is very rarely detected in animals since humans are usually the natural reservoir for it. Going back to this cat, has toxigenic C. diphtheriae previously been found in any animals? Yes, toxigenic C. diphtheria has been found in animals very rarely, but there are a couple of cases where it has been identified in infected animals. 
for our However, the toxigenic strain has only been reported and isolated in four other animals, which was one article about a horse in the United States, a horse in Ireland, two dogs in Poland. And our paper is actually the first report of the toxigenic strain of C. diphtheria in a cat. So let's talk about your article now. How did you initially find out about this case in this pet cat? The CDC notified us of a positive culture from a cat that was sent to them from the Texas Veterinary Medical Diagnostic Lab. So we reached out to the cat's owner, asked questions about the cat, whether it was indoor, outdoor, if they had any other pets, if any other pets had similar symptoms, if the owners had any similar symptoms related to diphtheria, and we went on from there. And what initially brought the cat to see the vet in the first place? So according to the cat's owner, the cat had recurrence of a wound in the flank area. So that's what alarmed them and brought them into the veterinarian. Did any of the veterinary staff or the cat's owners or other pets get sick? No, thankfully none of the vet staff or cat's owners or any other pets got sick. We did collect some samples from the other pets and they came back negative. And what tests were used to detect this infection? They used oropharyngeal swabs, and those were submitted for culture, and then in a few days they saw that C. diphtheria is what grew from that culture. The isolated bacteria was sent then to the CDC in Atlanta to, for further analysis, and did they find anything surprising? No, they didn't find anything unusual other than the C. diphtheria in the cat. Did the cat eventually recover? Yes, our understanding is that the cat did recover. He was treated with antibiotics, which were reported to be susceptible in the culture. Okay, this is the burning question to me, since this is such a rare event. How did this infection get in this cat in the first place? Especially, it's my understanding that it's an indoor cat. Yeah, so we actually don't know the source of the infection. All we know is that what the cat's owner told us is that in 2014, the cat went missing for a few days, and then he came back with some wounds in his back. At that time, he was an outdoor cat. And then in 2017, the owner noticed a mass on its left flank, and when they did further testing, they found a chronic myobacterial infection. And ever since then, the cat has been indoors, so we really don't know what could have occurred and how it might have came back positive for C. diphtheria since no other pets in the household tested positive, nor the owners. What are the public health implications of this case study? Because this case is so groundbreaking as it's the first one to be reported of diphtheria in a cat, there's a lot of lessons to be learned and how it sets the emphasis on one health and how our ecosystems are intertwined there should really be more research and attention given to animals in relation to human beings. How can this infection be prevented? There's a vaccine available for people, but what about animals? Is there a vaccine for them too? Since C. diphtheria is so rarely detected in animals, there's actually no vaccine for diphtheria in cats or any other animals. There is a disease called calf diphtheria, which is caused by a different bacterium, and it's characterized by the presence of pseudomembrane of the respiratory mucosa, but there's no vaccine for that either. Lida, tell us about your job and what you like most about it. Well, I'm an epidemiologist, and my job basically consists of performing case investigations on foodborne and waterborne illnesses. 
I receive labs, I contact the patients, perform the investigations, and try to pinpoint what could have made this person sick. One final personal question. Do you have any pet cats? No, at this moment, I don't have any pets. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk with me today, Lida. Oh, you're welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for inviting us and letting people know about this case and this really groundbreaking research we did. And thanks for joining me out there. You can read the August 2022 article, Toxigenic Chorionibacterium Diphtheriae Infection in CAT, Texas, USA, online at cdc.gov EID. I'm Sarah Gregory for Emerging Infectious Diseases. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.